Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Goodbye Bullshit, Hello Happiness, Conscious Parenting Edition. Happy New Year, everybody. And for the new year, I've got a full house here for you guys. We have Elle, Hillary, Angelique, everybody's here. Thank you, ladies, for coming tonight and sharing your wisdom and experience with your kids and, you know, life in general. Thank you all. So tonight's topic is going to be um, drug and alcohol use among, you know, kids. These days, I feel like more of the parents that come to me, even some parents um, bring their kids for me to treat. And um, that seems to be a big issue in general with everyone. Um, I don't know if the kids have more access to it or it's just easier to get to. They're stressed more. So that's why I picked this topic to see what everyone has to say, what everybody has experienced in their lives. Um, I can go first and just talk about uh, my own personal experience when I was growing up. Um, drugs weren't a thing for us um, growing up in Iran. And I think even when I came here, I wasn't around much of any of that. Um, I know I knew about drugs. I knew my grandfather smoked opium. One of my grandfathers when we visited him. But um, that was pretty much it. But alcohol was generally what everybody was around. And, you know, it was funny. Again, it wasn't one of those things that people didn't say, oh, thou shalt not drink. So it was there. We knew it was like, yeah, we, we're not supposed to. We're kids. At some point, we'll, we can drink. And I actually started pretty early. I started drinking when I was mm, around... 15 years old, so I started pretty young. Um, but again, funny enough for me, um, it seemed like I knew my limit and I knew like, you know, how to handle it. I don't know how, but I did. Um, and I've had open communication with Ilya. I mean, um, I'm really grateful. It seems nowadays, I don't know how it was for your kids. That's another thing I like for you guys to say, because again, we have different age kids. But um, I think early on in elementary school, they started talking about um, drugs to the kids. And I know in fifth grade was the first time and then throughout uh, middle school and now um, high school. And he, they've talked about everything. I mean, like heroin and opioids and marijuana, everything, cigarettes, vape. Um, he had more information than me, it seemed. So I was really grateful for that. But also I know um, talking to him, even when he was in middle school, but even more so now, there are lots of kids that are uh, smoking, smoking vape. And it's not, I found out, you know, I'm an old mom, I guess, that uh, the vape is actually marijuana in it. It's not um, the chemical vape. It's they have a new name. Uh, he told me, it's like, when you say it, this is not the regular vape, it's the marijuana vape. And um, drinking, I know now at their parties, um, 
Again, I had no clue, but um, homecoming, I think that's one of the biggest drinking um, events. And But at all their parties, it seems like they have drugs and alcohol and it's there. And um, I was very surprised. I mean, I had talked to him in middle school about these things. My to-go was that if you're going to, you know, I know you're going to drink. I know you want to try some stuff. Um, just be open and honest with me, be safe about it, you know, so we went over all that safety stuff, um, you know, I can talk about that a little bit later, and my thing was that, you know, if you're going to try anything, try with me first, present, so you know how to handle it, you know, its effects on you, uh, you know, what it's going to do to you, but I know, again, thankfully, so far, he's not that interested in it, but I know for a lot of parents, it's a big issue um, that their kids are um, smoking and drinking. And, you know, I've, I know parents that uh, luckily, again, they've called their parents to come and get them because they were too drunk at a party to drive. Again, that's always really great to hear. But I also know like they know the dan dangers of alcohol poisoning. So all of that. So wanted to get your opinion, your experience um, when you guys were growing up for your kids around you, anything you want to share that will help other parents or shed some light into it. Who wants to go first? All right, Hillary, I'm calling on you. Let's go. <laughs> Usually I start top of the screen with L. This time I'm going down. I'm putting Hillary on spot. <laughs> So um, just as a reminder for everybody, my son is uh, a pretty new 17. Um, we live in Colorado, which um, is a very marijuana friendly state. Mm. Um, and I, other things have come onto the scene. I'm not saying with, with my son, but other things have come onto the scene um, in terms of um psilocybin i wonder or am i saying that right mushrooms <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah 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 big word for the end of the day um and so just the conversation has has really come up around the accessibility of these things uh and i know we've talked about this in past episodes where i've tried to teach from fear <laughs> don't do this and this is what could happen and you know i'm just going to stuff all this fear in you and i think angelique you even talked about just this calm way that you parent and i wish i had known that years ago. Um, so my fear stuffing is not the way to go, even with the, the drugs and alcohol piece of it, um, with regards to him in particular. Now, my friends have really struggled. I know this is a, a big thing. Um, we have struggles in other areas. We don't have struggles in this area. So right now I feel fortunate that we're just working on one struggle. <laughs> um, but that being said, I think it's something to take very seriously because I know how it affects the brain. Um, and as they're developing at the same point, there's that, um, where do we, where do we step back? What's that line? And I know we've said this before, the health and safety, health and safety, health and safety. So I'm going to be all up in your grill about something if it's, you know, health and safety, but you can't be with them 24 seven. So then it, there's an element of trust. Um, so the last thing I will say, I don't know that I'm actually answering your question, <laughs> but the last thing I will say is um, Nicholas's dad has never smoked a cigarette. So 
or done drugs. So every time it comes up, you know, Nichols, his dad's like, well, just be like me. And then he's always like, but what about mom? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and growing up, uh, drinking was more of a thing growing up in my world uh, to answer that question too. I'm going to zip it now. (laughs) No, no. Um, You you mentioned um, friends uh, around you, other parents are struggling. So can you tell me like some of the struggles they're having like with their kids? Because again, for my clients, I know, um, you know, you mentioned Colorado legal. It's out there. People can get to it. I know, you know, the three of us are in the D.C. metro area, Maryland. Um, it's legal, but with prescription, not easily accessible, but they are getting it from their parents' stashes, all of it, the mushrooms, the uh, marijuana, all of it, you know, it's their parents that, not that the parents are giving them, but the kids are getting it from the parents' stash. And I know a lot of the parents, as you mentioned, fear, it's the fear that's illegal and that, you know, legally the kid is going to get into trouble and the parents are going to get into trouble, perhaps, if the kid is smoking. So just any of that with your, um, the people around you that you've seen since Colorado is like, you know, open state? <laughs> yeah, so um, there's the, that fear of the health and safety that I mentioned before. Um, and the legality piece of it are, are very much, you know, in, working in tandem. Um, so it, it, it compounds it because it's not knowing, okay, if my child gets pulled over and it is vaping or is smoking, that's going to come back on me and, and what that means. Um, and so through lots of research, at least in Colorado, my understanding is yes, that you can be impacted by that. And um, the the kids need to understand what their actions mean at home. Um, not only, you know, from a legal standpoint, from insurance, from financial, the, the whole rest of it. Um, so that, that is a serious thing. And I wish I could say there was an easy way to address it. Um, but I don't think there is. I mean, I think it's, it's the law. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that one piece of it. Um, I think right now though, at least in Colorado, because it is so accessible, there's less of an emphasis on um, policing that piece of it, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit. So that that might be part of it here. Um, I just go back to stuff we've said on this call, open dialogue. And if you're not having the open dialogue, then that, and, and you want to, that means you got to get into that somehow, some way, shape, or form, whatever that means to you and whatever's comfortable. And it's not sometimes comfortable. I think you guys all know that. Thank you. Thank you. Angelique, what has your experience been for yourself growing up, for um, your daughter, her friends? Totally, totally. So when I was growing up, um, it it was marijuana and alcohol and, and that's where it stopped, really. Um, growing up, uh, early 90s, you know, before that was a Reagan era, man, you know, say no to drugs, that whole campaign. And what they were portraying in the media, it was, you know, you don't want to be a crackhead. That's crazy. Like, it was like, no, we'll, we'll stop there. And that's it. Because anything else, it's, it's crazy. 
fast forward, what, 30 years. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I have a daughter that again is 13 years old in middle school. And so listening to the music and just the evolution of drugs, how it went from, uh, uh, um, she said, you know, kids were at her previous school, not at her new school, but at her previous school, you know, they were caught vaping in the bathroom or she said, Hey, somebody OD'd. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> in, in, in the school. So it's not at home. They're doing this as a school. I'm like, but why? And they were like, Oh, to feel better. They were stressed out. And also it's glamorized a little bit more. Again, back 30 years ago, it was, Hey, there's a hard stop. <laughs> and that hard stop is like marijuana. Now it's you know, it's, it's, it's glamorized. Marijuana is laced with, you know, or enhanced, I should say, or it comes in flavors or it's gummies or it's pills. And there's all of this assortment. <laughs> and it's like, it's like a buffet of what do you want? What do you need? And I think that's what um, our generation <laughs> needs to understand and be aware of is, hey, it's being promoted in different ways. And um, it's not the crazy crackhead anymore. It's, you know, hey, my celebrities doing this <laughs> to make them feel better and give them, you know, creative juices and flows. So, um, you know, we do have my, uh, her father and I, we have very open conversations with drugs and saying like, hey, you know, it's, it's not what it seems, it is enhanced with chemicals. It's not weed or marijuana from the earth. It, they, they put more into it, just like our food uh, sources. They put more into it, and it's not what it used to be, although it wasn't good then, but, <laughs> but I, um, I digress. It's, it's, it's not the same, and again, it's glamorized, and, and, and it's the vaping, and it's like you don't carry that smell anymore. Like, remember when you know somebody's been smoking, and like it doesn't carry that smell anymore. It's more discreet, like a pill, you pop it, you go, and it's way more discreet. So I feel like, um, although we may not see it because it's more discreet and the kids may have way more access than we are led to believe. Yep. Yep. That's it. Well, you've made a good point about the um, celebrities that are, you know, the, it's very glamorized and I'm happy you brought that up and that, um, you know, they made it kid friendly sort of with the gummies and the flavors and everything. Yeah. Um, and I remember that was one of the things with Ilya, you know, it's like, what the smell? It's so fruity. Like, yeah, but it's not, you know, you want something fruity smell, I'll give you something else. This is not the fruity smell, but it is. They make it uh, attractive. And I'm glad you brought that point up. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll just add to that story really quickly on the gummy front. That's the thing where folks get into trouble, right? Because it's such a small dose that you need. Um, And and kids do not understand that because they'll eat Mm -hmm. a package of candy. So it's definitely, it's, it's an issue. It is. It is. It's not a process of like, (laughs) of, you know, 
rolling weed into a paper or this. It's not a process anymore. It's, you know, you throw it up in the air like popcorn and catch it in the mouth and they go on about the business. <laughs> I mean, it's that fast and it's that quick. And again, Hillary, it's enhanced. It's not what it was then. And it's enhanced. And again, they don't know their limits. Like Atusa, yep. you said like, hey, I knew my limit and I stopped. Well, when it's that small, it packs a big punch <laughs> for such a small person in a developing mind that it hits them quick and hard yep. and they don't know what to do. Yeah, right. I agree. And I also loved, we're going to do that with um, our son, the, let, we're going to get drunk with him. Well, we're not going to get drunk. <laughs> we're going to have him get drunk. I don't know. <laughs> But, but me, yeah, yeah, exactly. It made me think too, would I, would I do that with gummies? No, like I don't want to do it with that. So anyway, oh. yeah. Al, it's all you. Well, one thing I wanted to also mention um, that I think contributes to, you know, this legalized marijuana uh, scenario is CBD. Because CBD is legal and it's been set apart from the marijuana itself, I think unless a, a person wants to be educated on these substances, the CBD is also making the marijuana seem more okay. Well, that part of the marijuana is okay, then marijuana mustn't be so, like, it's just to me, I think it's uh, muddying the education of it. Um, and so that has been one of my concerns is just People are now, I think, sometimes feeling like they don't have to do their due diligence because they're trusting government or the CBD industry or, you know, somebody else to tell them what is okay and what is not versus really figuring out what's best for them, their child. Because even with something being legalized, that doesn't mean it's a great choice for everyone. It's not even a necessary choice for everyone. So, I'm glad you brought that up, actually. Um, so... For um, THC-free gummies, pills, orals, um, I ha had to look into it a lot because uh, Ilya's anxiety was so high and um, I didn't want to put him on medication because I knew the side effect of the other medication. And he hates taking pills. I mean, even for like Tylenol Motrin, he's like, no, I don't want to do it. So I was trying to figure out, so what can I do to help him? And I looked into it. I talked to his doctor. I mean, I had um, my sister. I said, can you do your own research? I'll do my own research, companies, everything. And to be honest, we did try it for a while for him. And it worked to with some degree for a little while for what we needed. Um, so, and... I had to talk to him about it. Hey, this is not marijuana. This is marijuana can be addictive. Marijuana does work on your, that THC part of it. So I kept saying, this does not have THC. The THC part has this. So I had to even tell him that, hey, what I'm giving you is the lowest dosage and it doesn't have that stuff. And let's try it out. And I've done the research. I've talked to your doctors you know, we're trying this out to see if we can help you in a, in a way. So I'm glad that you brought that up. But you have also a different, uh, you're in a different situation now that your son is actually older and he's out of the house. So how 
is that something that you worry about in college? Because um, again, I mine is not in college, but I know my friends that had, you know, have or had college age kids. That was another big issue, and I know people that have lost their kids because of um, alcohol poisoning in college age kids. And I can tell you from what my son has shared with me, like. <laughs> Not to be, you know, crude, but he kind of makes fun of the kids in college that are getting like alcohol poisoning because to him it's like so we're supposed to be these bright people who got accepted into college, but we have no better sense than that than to like drink ourselves into the ER. So he kind of has, I think his attitude is because it was an ongoing conversation all of his childhood. I um, and all of my extended family we had what I consider to be a significant presence of addiction, but everybody was very high functioning. And it was often things like people who drank to the point of being like intoxicated, but everybody was going to work, everybody's getting accolades. So it's a lot of this functional sort of addictive behavior, which caused me to define addiction as anything that is modulating you and keeping you from like your highest self. So I don't use the litmus test of how much money you can make and do you show up to work every day. I'm looking at a person's presence in their own life and is it the life that they choose? And so by that definition, from a young age for me and through my adulthood, I was surrounded by that. So when Zane was younger, we started this dialogue early and we started in the context of not substances, but video games, television, phones, I was just kind of casually showing him throughout his childhood all those things that, that, that can be addictive. And I remember even pointing out to him things that look like parents that might be addicted to their children or their role as parent, or maybe people that are, could potentially be addicted to their spiritual experience or going to church. I was showing him like workaholics I was trying to show him a different context so we could get outside of the debates about the substances. And so then from that place, I think he kind of just lost interest because he was associating like not just alcohol and drugs, but all of these potential addictions as something that could interfere with him having the life he wanted. At that level of association, then it was just always a bigger conversation. And so then my other kind of, I guess, theory was I'm also going to take the panache out of it by letting him be exposed with me so that it's not so sexy and under the table if he tries to sneak and do it with his friends. It's going to be like, ah, my mom doesn't care about that. <laughs> and so like for special occasions, probably around, I want to say 16, he could have a glass of wine. Or on like New Year's Eve, he could have one glass of champagne. And he actually told me, this has been in the last year, that it worked and he was so mad at me. Like, he had those experiences where his friends were, like, thinking they were really doing something rebellious. And he was like, you totally, like, killed the thunder. Like, there was, there was nothing in it for him. So I don't know if that would work with every child, by the way, because I do understand some children might receive that as consent. But, you know, that's what worked with this particular child. And then he gets to college and he starts having some experiences. I wasn't actually that worried about him, to be honest, because the conversation had been, 
if curiosity gets the better of you, if you make a mistake, it is not going to be mature to try to cover your tracks. What is mature is correcting the problem. And that probably means you're going to be out of your league and you need to come to your mother. So it was second semester of his freshman year. I get a call from him. <laughs> he, he had gotten drunk and it was because of his first experience. He hated it. He was miserable. And he actually was like, can I come home tomorrow? He actually came home the first time he got drunk. And I mean, he was, I think he was heavily intoxicated. Like I'm assuming he had to be, but he was just, it was over for him. He was just kind of like, this is just not my thing. He was like, I don't even get it. He was like, that was miserable. You know, the hangover was bad. And then he was deeply concerned about how he had behaved with his friends. So the potential damage to his friendships was really important to him. So I just kind of sat back and was like, natural consequences, do your job. (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't a lot for me to, he had the capacity to assess that situation Drugs don't really seem to be something that he's particularly interested in, but I would never step so far as to say, I don't think he's ever going to experiment. What I do feel comfortable saying is I presented myself as a support system to help him navigate. We've had the big conversations. Now he's in the world making choices and learning, and I'm just trying to be open enough that he can come to me and now that you're in a, my conversation with him has been now that you're an adult, this is not about you being in trouble. This is not even about what I think about you. It is about you making the best choices so you can get where you want to go in life. And I'll partner with you. And I just kind of leave it there. Nice. Raise my son. I'm going to send them to you. <laughs> I, I like that, Hillary. <laughs> Ship him over. Ship him over. <laughs> A lot of things I want to bring out and then get uh, everybody's point of view. First of all, I think we're all saying the same thing as that conversation, open, honest conversation with the kids and letting them know what the impacts are and making them feel safe and secure to come and talk to you with their question. And if they're going to have these experiences or if they're curious that to come talk to you, have that dialogue so they can come and talk to you. And, you know, even if they want to experience something to experience with you and not with their friends and, you know, in a sort of uncontrolled environment. But um, one of the things that you mentioned that I know um, I, I wanted to bring up earlier as well is addiction. And, um, that was one of the things that I communicated with Ilya as well about um, that you have a tendency to have an addictive personality. And so you need to pay attention and see your choices. Again, bring it in always to you're responsible for your life. You're responsible for the choices that you make. You know, make the choices based on what you want to experience if this is the is this choice going to give you the experience you want to have or not but that was one of the things and you're right it was addiction to you know i told him about video games and other things and i said this can develop into um addictions to other things that you may want to experience so you got to be a little bit more careful 
to say, hey, if I want to experience drug and I have addictive personality, now I need to be extra careful than anybody else because if I try this, I might get addicted to it. Or if you want to try alcohol, same thing. Um, and I don't know, somewhere along the way, I don't know what happened that that has shifted, I think, because I kept saying, you know, talking about control and responsibility and, you know, take charge. It, it's shifted. He doesn't have that personality. But that was one of my biggest concerns because of his behavior. So I, I like to hear everybody else's point of view. And one other thing that I wanted to also say, I think we brought out mushrooms and, um, again, how do we parent um, if the parents at home, they're, you know, microdosing for, you know, their own purpose, they're experiencing stress, anxiety, depression, whatever it is, and they're using microdosing, marijuana, alcohol, whatever. And so can you tell your kids, hey, don't do it. I'm doing it, but you don't do it. And if the kids are suffering from the same thing, so how do you communicate those things? Um, like to hear your opinions on that. So you want to jump in on this one. I am um, I was not a person who used marijuana in college or in my younger years. I came to cannabis when I was using it medicinally and microdosing. And it was actually kind of a last resort sort of thing for me when kind of Western medicine had run out. I actually ended up saving my life and I was resistant to it. So that was kind of an odd experience. But we, again, the conversation has always been, you can modulate your mind and your body and your spirit in a number of ways, even with food. And like my son and I in particular, we often talk about how sugar can really affect a person's behavior, their memory, like it can really mess you up. They talk about sugar being as addictive as like cocaine. But I mean, there's a, a lot of things out there that can modulate you besides drugs. So again, it's the bigger conversation for us about holistically things that alter you. You can alter yourself in romantic relationships by being codependent and attaching to people and being one of those people who takes hits of love or interaction with other people and that can make you behave differently. I think, I feel very strongly about this actually. As a parent, I think sometimes trying to have a moral conversation with our children is like shooting yourself in the foot because our children have the right to grow up and not share our beliefs. And so I feel like the higher kind of way to, I guess, support them and guide them is to give them a broad conversation for their consideration. So in the context of whether it's mushrooms, if it was cocaine, if it's cannabis, if it's alcohol, I really try to give Zane some perspective about, this is what I know about all of these things. And then let him know that I trust him to make his way and making these decisions. And even if he doesn't agree with me, I feel like I've done my due diligence in giving him the data to consider it, um, even if we don't end up in the same space in our beliefs. Yeah, perfect. I like that. Um, yeah, we, I, I have not microdosed, 
I've tried mushroom just very recently, just because, you know, everybody said has this experience. I said, okay, let me try and see. I think uh, Elle, actually, I told you about my experience. It was a very interesting one. It's like, this is not doing what everybody thinks is gonna do. So uh, it didn't actually work for me. Um, marijuana, again, was one of those things a um, few years back, I don't know, probably about seven years ago. People said, try it, try it. I said, okay, I don't think it's going to work. And it didn't work for me. Um, so I don't know. I And that's exactly what you said. You know, Ilya asked me, you know, have you done this? Have you done that? And I've been very open and honest with him about what I've tried, what I haven't, and what was my experience. And like you said, I like that you brought out, you know, reminding him my experience is very different than his experience. Um, I'm not the type of person that has an addictive personality. Um, so I can easily try something and walk away from it. But um, he has to see that for himself. And again, if, um, you know, if he wants to try something, experience something, and, you know, first of all, come up and tell me why is it that you want to experience not because everybody's doing it and i want to do it i want to try it you know it's, it's the coolest thing to do you know all these people so don't give me that reason if you want to actually try it for a specific reason let's talk about it and let's come up with a plan for it but i i'm happy that you said that um that's good um, you guys, have you, Hillary, Angelique, have you guys, what are your thoughts about addiction? And also if you're using it as a parent, um, you know, and your kids want to use it, yes, no, maybe, how would you communicate with them? Pick one, pick one. Angelique, go. I picked Angelique. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take myself off mute, right? <laughs> So um, two parts to that is, to your point, it really depends on the child. If you notice that they do have that codependent, that latch on to something, that, that addictive personality, then you have to parent a little bit differently. Um, I noticed that um, my father had a very addictive personality and will go from one to the next. I, I saw that. So if it wasn't, you know, heads down in one thing, he was doing something else and take it to the next level. I don't see that, that much with my daughter. Um, and which brings me to the next point. And I think Otisim, you brought that up is the curiosity piece to it. It's, if it's not the addictive, it's, well, why is it so cool? Why are people leaning on this? Why are they relying on this to be happy or to feel better or, you know, to fit in? And it's that curiosity factor. So that's how I parent my daughter towards that, um, that aspect of it. And it's, Elle, you said it, I do it, I think Hillary, everyone, we take the taboo out of it. Uh-oh, I think we lost Angelique. I think she lost power. <laughs> All right. There was not a perfect ending. Exactly. Take the taboo out of it. <laughs> exactly. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Hillary, what are your thoughts uh, on addiction and if a parent is doing it and a child wants to try it? Or even if a child actually has uh, anxiety or depression and they want to use it the same way as a parent is using it, what are your thoughts? 
so I was actually going to go to the latter because um, for once, I think, and again, I, I don't know all the kids in all the world, but it feels like. Hold on. I'm going to pause. Oh. I apologize. Let me see if I can bring Angelique back. Yep. All right. Angelique. Yep. There we go. All right. Go ahead. Sorry, Hillary. We were just saying how brilliant the taboo ending was, Angelique. Oh, she's on <laughs> mute. Angelique, you're on mute. It's okay. I'm okay, sorry. There was something that happened with my laptop, so I had to switch to my phone. I'm, I apologize for that. And Hillary, I'm, I'm so sorry that if I if I cut your point off. Okay. But um, just to wrap up, I was agreeing with um, everyone is taking the taboo out of um out of it. And again, to having those open conversations and asking them, well, why are you curious about it? What makes it so appealing to you? And um, yeah, I just wanted to end with that. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I think it's a great ending. Um, so I, I think there's a curiosity factor. And then I think at a certain age that another factor starts to come in. I don't know when that is. It's different for everybody, I'm sure. And that is the anxiety, the depression, the, the, the component of, I, I just want my mind to stop. I want my body to be calm. I want, so then it becomes, then we get into that addictive potential space. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading this book right now. Um, the, the little book of big change by Dr. Amy Johnson. And I just read this and so I'm going to share it because it, it, really spoke to me and I'm going to share it with my son tonight. I've been working so hard to get to calm through, I've tried microdosing. I've, I've tried <laughs> um, marijuana, the whole thing and or meditation, lots of exercise. I've tried to get to that calm space, but what, if you flip the, the perspective and if you think about us as a, the sky, the sky is up there always blue the weather comes in, right? And the weather is all the stuff in our life. And uh, Tusa, I know you've talked about this and I think it's something about the sky weather thing really resonated for me. And so I try to bring that calm in with, with sometimes the substances or the working too much or whatever. And our kids do that in their own ways. But if we tell them, well, you, you are calm. You don't have to go find it. You are by your innate being. And all that other stuff is going to momentarily distract you and get you further away from that calmness. I'm not really entirely sure what I'm even saying anymore, but go sky. <laughs> but that's perfect. Actually, I was going to say that I, I want to even end on that. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It's perfect that um, just to wrap it up from what you were saying is that um, adults, kids, all of us, everybody's trying to achieve that calmness. Why are they microdosing? Why are they addicted? As all of you have mentioned, is because of that calm. They feel that calm is not inside of them. And they're trying to constantly reach something for something outside that's going to give them that and all along, it's inside of you. As we've mentioned in all the other shows, everything else, our work together, go inside and you're going to find those things. And um, the way to see it, as you were saying, is that, you know, a lot of them, 
spiritual conversations, a lot of the gurus mention it in different ways. You know, she was saying it that you're the sky and the weather can come and change, but you're still the sky. The sky doesn't change. The sky is out there. Um, another one is that they say, you know, you're the ocean. The ocean may have waves. The ocean may be, um, you know, smooth and no waves. But still, the ocean doesn't change. The ocean is always going to be the ocean. So in different ways, all of them are saying the same thing, that inside of you, you can achieve that calm. Thoughts may come and go, emotions come and go, but if you center yourself inside of you, you can always catch your calm and be that calm that you want to be. Still, it's difficult because, I mean, like you can tell the kids that, um, you know, again, I'm starting to get um, teenagers as clients to work with them. And, um, you know, if the adults, if the parents are not there, you know, how can you get, tell your kid to get there? They're like, they're looking at you and say, well, you know, excuse my language. Do you have your shit together? You don't. And you're telling me to get my shit together. Why don't you be this guy? Show me what that guy looks like. And then come and tell me about it. So, um, but I, we're all work in progress, always, 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 always. So any last thoughts, comments about, you know, drug and alcohol use, addiction, any last minute advice anybody wants to give? I think we all uh, said, you know, talk to your kids, listen to them. Uh, open dialogue, take the taboo out of it, and you know, um, see what they what's the reason behind them wanting to do it. And every kid is different. See what works or does not work with your own child. But any other thing that I missed, or anything you guys want to add? Send your kid to L. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> L's boarding school. <laughs> They would probably just come back and be like, oh, she's crazy. Don't make me go back. <laughs> that would be my magic. <laughs> Actually, the only thing I wanted to throw in is I, what I think I say pretty much every time we talk. I think it's so important to know your child. Mm -hmm. Being on the side of having other parent friends who also have adult children, when it has gone south, the consistent error that I have observed is the parent was making choices about how to handle drugs and alcohol with their children based upon what their friends were saying or what the other school moms and dads were saying or so they were responding to society's opinions and they forgot to focus in on okay what's the goal for my child and what would be the best way to get them to that goal and so this conformity the fear of deviating, you know, from what would other people say. Every time it's gone, and I do have friends, by the way, whose children are about my son's age, and their children are like in rehab. And a lot of times it was because they took their eyes off of their child and they made the voice of society louder than kind of their own inner wisdom, which I know each of those parents had. So I feel, I feel like, you know, know your child and let the other noise go quiet when it comes to something that's so critically important. Yes, great, great advice. I'm glad you said that. Yes, thank you, thank you. Angelique, anything last minute for you to add? 
No, I think we all hit on the same points. And, and again, we, we've said this a couple of times in different ways is you're right. We have to know our child and parent to our child, make them feel seen and heard. Sometimes their happiness is a validation from their parents and maybe they're seeking, you know, comfort and, and the happiness and that, uh, that it, you know, through, other means, whether it's drugs or alcohol, and as parents, just making them feel seen and heard and listened to and, you know, and, and, and present. Um, I mean, it's not going to take away the need or their curiosity <laughs> for the drug, but um, at least maybe one deterrent and one way to kind of pump the brakes on them going down that path. Nice, nice. All right. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, everybody uh, that are joining us, watching this later. Thank you. Wishing you guys a happy new year. Uh, subscribe, like, share. And if there are subjects that you guys want us to talk about, please uh, either put it in the comments or text me. Let me know. Thank you, everybody. Bye.